I was thinking about this past year and thankful for a new year. And uh, I was trying to kind of reflect and, and see how best to, to sum up 2020. And some of you are familiar with the, the, the Charles Dickens uh, book, A Tale of Two Cities. I thought this quote from there was, it's a, the, the first part of it's familiar, second half maybe not so much, but it says, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity. It was a season of light, it was a season of darkness. So the, the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. I thought that pretty well represented and kind of encapsulated 2020. There were some high points and some low points, and if you don't know what the word epoch means, don't worry, I didn't either. I, I looked it up for you. The period of time in history of a person's life, typically one marked by notable events or particular characteristics. I'd say this past year had its fair share of notable events and particular characteristics. Um, I hope that you were able to find some victories in 2020. But as we begin 2021, many find themselves asking the question, will this year be any better? Will 2021 be any better? Will it be any different? Or are we just going to have to fall back into the same old ugh that we experienced this past year? Some may even be pondering the ever-daunting question, does this life have any purpose? Why are we here? And today I want to propose that we all begin 2021 understanding that God created each one of us with a purpose. None of you is an accident. None of you happened here by chance. God weaved you and wired you with gifts and talents and purpose. The key is understanding the purpose to which God created us should quite literally drive every decision that we make. You know, I've entitled today's message, Powered by Purpose, Living a Life of Significance. I think it's important for us as we start the year to understand that God has a plan and a purpose. That this year could be the greatest year we've ever had if we step into it with that type of an attitude. Our text today is found in Matthew chapter 5. Starting in verse 14, if you have your Bibles, you can flip there. If you don't, you can use your mobile device to uh, grab the YouVersion Bible app, and our notes and scriptures are available to you. Just search for Neighborhood Church in the live events, and you'll find us. But starting in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, I'm sorry, verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds. Praise your Father in heaven. Father, we thank you for a new year. We thank you for a new opportunity to step in to the plan and purpose for which you've created us. God, I pray today as we study your scripture and are encouraged and challenged by your words, or that we would des desire to step into that purpose, and that we would desire to see your hand at work in our lives this year. Father, we pray your blessing on our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as we dive into the scriptures today, perhaps the starting point for purpose is who am I here for? Not so much what am I here for, 
Too often we ask the what question, and we don't stop to ask the who question. And I think there's some things for us to consider as we start 2021 and, and, and desire to, to strive to, to start off on the right foot. Maybe you're somebody who does New Year's resolutions. I stopped doing those a long time ago just because they didn't, they didn't, they didn't typically turn out too well for me. Maybe you're somebody who sets goals. That's good. The reality is if we don't invite God into our planning and into our goal setting, then we very, much, very well could miss what he's desiring to do. So as we step into 2021, I'd like to consider a few things this morning. The first thing is we need to understand that we should start every day on purpose. We should start every day on purpose. You know, have you ever, you ever succeeded by accident? Anybody? Nobody's going to raise their hand, but... I remember when I was a kid, and you'd be out on the, on the playground or out, on the, out in the gym, and, you know, I had three brothers, so our driveway was just kind of designated as, as like, one-on-one horse central. Like, we just played basketball constantly. And... Uh, my dad would come out every once in a while and throw up some circus shot and make it, and we'd be like, what the world's going on here? But I remember, you know, we'd be out in the driveway, and we'd be up on the wall, and we'd be, you know, shooting these crazy shots, and, you know, inevitably, somebody, you know, do one of these little circus shots where they chuck it over their head, you know, from about 50 yards away, you know, without looking, and it would go in. Of course, you know, what was the pat response? Ah, I meant to do that. And the reality was, you know, the, the reciprocal response is, yeah, right. You couldn't do that again if you tried. But have you ever done that in life? You succeeded by accident. It was like, oh, hey, I didn't expect that to happen. The reality is we often procrastinate on the hopes and dreams that God has placed in our hearts. Instead of placing purpose into the things that we're doing, we just kind of navigate through life going, oh, I just hope something good happens today. I'm just going to wake up and kind of do my best, and hopefully something good will come out of it. And I'm here to say that's no way to live. I would ask you, what goals have you had forever, but you've not taken the first step towards? I know for me, I remember a number of years ago, I think it was about 10 years ago now, that Gretchen and I were at a pastor's conference, and I, and I, I remember feeling the... the the, the prompting of the Holy Spirit, the stirring of the Holy Spirit in my heart on a particular topic and a, a subject, and I, I just felt like God was saying, I, I, I have a word for you. I want you to write a book. I want you to share this message with people. And I remember being so excited at the time, and I shared that with Gretchen, and she was excited for me, and we were, and I, I found over the years that there's always been something more important. Oh, I can't do that because I'm busy, and I've got to, got to take care of this, and I've got all these things on the, the checklist, and I, 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 I got to put that off. And I've put off this dream for years. And I wish I could say I've stepped into that purpose. Maybe this year that'll be something that God will purpose for me to do. Or maybe for you it's a d- difficult decision that you've been delaying. It's something that seems larger than life. It's something that seems bigger than you. It's something that you just kind of go, I don't know if I can 
I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can step out into that. Maybe you find yourself at a crossroads and you're like, I just just don't know. You know, in order for us to understand how to step into purpose, we need to understand what purpose means. Purpose is defined as the reason for which something exists or is accomplished. Your purpose is the reason why you exist. It's the reason why God has put you on this planet. It's not to just take up oxygen and, you know, manufacture carbon dioxide. We have purpose. And God has created us and wired us with gifts and talents and abilities. You know, I've, I've yet to meet someone who's been doing something meaningful and full of purpose their entire lives. And then they turned to me and said, you know, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm so tired of living with purpose and doing meaningful things and making an impact in my community. I'm just done. No, we don't say that. Because it's meaning, when we're doing meaningful things, they bring purpose and meaning to our lives. You know, the author Mark Batterson, who's a pastor in Washington, D.C., says it well. He says, the bottom line, you can't just pray like it depends on God. You also have to work like it depends on you. If you want God to do the super, you've got to do the natural. And you have to start first thing in the morning. We can't wait halfway through the day and then go, oh man, half the day's gone. I should probably do something. I should probably try and accomplish something today. No, we've got to start first thing in the morning. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, Jesus gives us this example. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. How many of you like to get up before, before light? I'm going to put my hand down. There's a few of you that are like, yeah, I'm a morning person. I hate every one of you. I struggle. I'm not a morning person. Gretchen is. We're like, we were wired differently. I'm a, I'm a night owl. I'd rather stay up and watch shows and binge watch things and watch a movie and Gretchen would rather hit the rack and go to bed and wake up early in the morning. Typically, if it's not light out, I'm like, God's not up yet. I don't need to get up yet. (laughs) But we find ourselves in that place where we go through our day and we forget that we're given time and talent and things that we can invest. And how we start our day or our week or our month or even... 2021 matters. It matters a great deal. We should start with prayer and purpose. We should wake up expecting that God is going to do something great, understanding that it's just not an accident that we've been given in another day. Scripture tells us our days are numbered aright by God, that He knows the number of days that we have. Maybe we need to start the day with the Lord's Prayer. When was the last time you recited that one, that you you stated that prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debtors. Forgive us those who've trespassed against us because you've forgiven us.
When was the last time we purposed our day that way? Offering up every moment, every interaction, every hope, and every dream to God. Is that how you start the day? Because we've got to start our day on purpose, understanding what's at stake. When it comes to your daily routine, how are you starting each day? Are you stepping into it knowing that God can use you to do something great? We've also got to understand that true purpose is about prioritizing others first. It's about prioritizing others. The needs of the people around us. The needs of those with whom we come in contact. When it comes to living with purpose, we often start by asking the wrong questions. What's my purpose? Why am I here? What's in it for me? We ask all the wrong questions because we get into that mindset that God just created everything that we see and feel and touch for us and just us. That Jesus came to the earth to live a perfect life, to die a shameful death just for me. It was just for me. And the reality is God desired that none would perish, but all would come to relationship with him. So we've got to stop asking the wrong questions. The reality is purpose is always found just across the border from what's in it for me. Purpose is found on the other side of I need this and I need that. Andy Stanley, a well-known pastor, said the point of purpose is to determine how you will serve others. That's the point of purpose. This is where we come back to considering, who am I here for? Who? Not what, not why. Who? You know, in every organization I've been a privilege to be a part of, my greatest desire has always been to, to come alongside of people and, and help strengthen them and help them reach the goals and the successes that they would desire, the hopes and dreams. That, that, that gives me joy to be able to work alongside of people to accomplish a common goal. So what does it look like to prioritize others first in achieving our purpose? Well, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Are we more interested in what we need and what we want? Or are we interested in the things that other people are interested about? Do we take time to hear people's stories? Have you ever had a conversation with one of those people? You sit down, you get, you know, you get your coffee, and they, they proceed for the next hour to say, I, 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 me, 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 I invested in this, and I did that, and I accomplished this, and have, you, have I told you about my portfolio, and aren't I great, and me, 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 and you're like, holy mackerel, this person really loves themselves. And you find yourself kind of going, wow, I wonder if they really care about me. Because at the end of the day, all of us want to matter. All of us want to matter to somebody. And when we take the time to hear somebody's story, when we take the time to invest in somebody, to listen, it's the old cliche, God gave me one mouth and two ears. 
Do we listen? Do we desire to understand and know people? Do we, under, do we desire to understand their purpose? Be interested in their story. We're called to speak life. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, the, to- the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You have the power to lift people up, and you have the power to tear people down. And our purpose should be to speak life, to encourage people, to lift people, to give them hope. We're called to speak well of everyone, regardless of how they've treated us. You may have been hurt by somebody, maybe somebody close to you, maybe somebody broke trust with you this past year. And our greatest desire is to, well, let me tell everybody what this person did to me. It's not right. God forgave us. God sent his son while we were still in sin. Do we have the ability to forgive those who've wronged us? Do we have the ability to love people who are unlovable? Do we speak well of people or do we like to talk about people and then cloak it in? We should probably pray for them. Now, newsflash, that's still called gossip. And it's abhorrent to the Spirit of God. We should speak well and lift people with our words. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Build people up according to their needs. How do we understand what their needs are? We listen. How do we understand what they're passionate about? We ask them. And then we speak life and we lift them. We also need to understand we can see the areas in life where we can pursue service to others. It's important that we serve people. If we're not careful, we can fall into the rut of behaviors that are self-serving. It's all about me. I need this. I need that. I need this. Our task list can be all self-driven. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40 says, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. What's the converse of that? Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needy clothes or sick in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. We have a choice whether or not we will serve people. We have a choice to invest our lives in others or to invest them in ourselves. Yeah, I don't know about you, but the the times I served people without anything in return were some of the the most rewarding times I can remember in my life. And maybe for for you, that's just serving your spouse. You know, sometimes when I do something around the house for Gretchen, I, I can see that it's a blessing to her. And then there's those times I don't, 
prioritize that, and I can see that it's a burden. Maybe it's, it's serving your children. Maybe it's taking that time out of your busy day to, to, to spend some quality time together and, and purpose that time together that's meaningful without strings attached. Perhaps it's serving your parents, for those of you who are younger, or for those of us who have parents who are still alive, finding an opportunity to reach out with a phone call or show up to say I love you and have a cup of coffee. Perhaps it's your neighbors. Maybe you have a neighbor on your block who needs help. It's that man at the end of the, of, of the street who can't get out and mow his lawn anymore because he's just not physically able. And we can serve and be a blessing. And it's serving our community, church. Neighborhood church does not exist so that we can come together every Sunday and do this little country club like, hey, let's just hunker down and let's, let's close the doors and lock them tight and draw the shades and let's all just pray so that Jesus comes back soon so we can all get out of here. That's not what church is about. Church is about us reaching out to our community and being a blessing and serving. You know, this past year, we decided to adopt a park because we felt like that was a tangible way that we can reach out into our community as a church with no strings attached and no agenda other than to serve our community. So we've adopted Lexington Park right over here in the Lexington neighborhood. It's a beautiful park. We've already had a youth event over there where they went over and raked leaves and picked up the grounds and cleaned up the playground equipment. And we're going to continue to serve that community and serve by being a blessing in that park. Not going out there with our Bibles and getting up on a soapbox and saying, you're all going to hell. Oops. We're not going to do that because that's not the heart of God. The heart of God is to say, and we love you. We want to serve you. We want to be a blessing. We know this park is important to you. It's understanding the power of a gift of your time, your resources, or your skills. Those things can be a gift to somebody. I remember in college, I was an RA, a resident assistant on a floor of guys. And I remember my buddy was going snowboarding. And I had snowboarded for most of my life and loved snowboarding and I really had a passion for it. And I used to wax my own snowboard. The process is a little messy. Um, any kids out there who snowboard, ask your parents before you use the iron. But I had an iron that I designated and I would take the hot wax and I would melt it on the iron onto my snowboard and then I would wax my snowboard and scrape it. So I'd done that for years. And so I offered to hot wax my buddy's snowboard. And he's like, yeah, it'd be awesome. And it was fun for me. Like, I was excited. I wanted to get it all decked out and ready for him so that we went up to the slope. And, and he was like, dude, this is so cool. Like, you don't need to do this. I was like, no, man, I, I, I'm, I, I'm excited to do it. And the gift of time, the gift of a skill, the gift of knowledge can be such a blessing to people. We have to choose to step into that. So who is God calling you to prioritize a gift of love and service to this year? Who are you here for? We've got to understand that we've, we've got to start every day on purpose and that true purpose is about prioritizing other people. 
The final thought today is this. We need to be rooted in our why, and that will keep us anchored in our purpose. Being rooted in our why will keep us anchored in our purpose. You know, the reality is being purposeful in life will always have a cost associated with it. It is, it's always going to cost you something. It may cost you time. It may cost you energy. It may cost you emotional bandwidth to sit and listen to somebody when they're hurting and struggling, and you, and you, you allow yourself to, to, to become part of that conversation. It's going to cost you something. You know, in business, we call it opportunity cost. It's when you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. If you invest your money here, you can't invest it over here too. It's the opportunity cost of saying yes and no. And purpose has a price. There's a gentleman by the name of Larry Merlot. He's the CEO of CVS, the pharmacy company, the drugstore company. And the story goes like this. Larry Merlot, CEO of CVS, led his company through a wrestling match over purpose and profit. They ultimately chose their values over billions of dollars in sales and stopped selling cigarettes and tobacco-related products in their stores. They stated that the sale of tobacco conflicts with our values and purpose. It is inconsistent with our purpose, what he said. There was a tension between purpose and profits, and they chose their values and purpose over the profits. What are you choosing? Are you choosing something that you need desperately? Or are you asking the question, who am I here for? Because living for your own glory is too small a thing to live for. Truly. Those who devote themselves to themselves will ultimately have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. That was from Andy Stanley. Those who devote them to themselves will ultimately have nothing but themselves to show for themselves. It can be a very limiting way to live our lives when it's all about us. And the reality is if you do things for yourself, you will receive a quick and very brief reward here on earth. When you do things for others and when you invest your lives in other people, the investment becomes eternal because you're storing up your treasures in heaven is what Scripture tells us. When it comes to purpose, we've got to understand that it's a choice that we make. And you may be saying, well, I just don't know how to step into purpose in 2021. I don't know where to start. How do I live with purpose? I'm glad you asked. Today, I want to share three things you can do today to discover your purpose. They'll be up on the board. First thing is this. Begin looking at everything you are currently doing through the lens of means. There's always a means and an end. A means and an end. And we normally look through the lens of the end. What's the end result? What, is, what are we trying to accomplish? What are we trying to do? But we need to pull back. Would you rather be the means to an end or the end? I heard it said a little bit differently the other day. Would you rather be the shovel or the hole? That one's sinking for a little while. Because you can't divorce purpose from service. Purpose is embodied in serving people. 
It's embodied in doing something for others. Most great things you accomplish in life begin with a shift in your thinking. It's going from this selfish, I got to get all the things done that I need to do today for me, and shifting to the idea and the understanding that there are people around us who need desperately to have hope, to find joy, to find purpose. Your greatest contribution to this world may not be something you do, but someone you raise, someone you lift, someone you encourage. Maybe that little child who drives you crazy sometimes and causes you to question your sanity. God is allowing you to pour into that little life so that they will grow up and have that same Christ-centered purpose that you have. So begin looking at everything through the lens of means. Second thing is this. Pay attention to what stirs your heart. What stirs your heart? What grips you? What grabs your attention? What burdens you? For Gretchen, it's unfortunately the little little dog, you know, shelter commercial with the really depressing Sarah McLaughlin song in the background where all the dogs look like they're frowning and they're like, you know, they have the little pouty eyes. She cries, that, that one. But what is it that breaks your heart? What is it that causes you to lay awake at night? What is it that gets you up in the morning wanting to do something that has purpose? What would you like people to line up at the end of your life and thank you for? You know, there's an old song. It's probably a little cliche these days. It goes, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed. And I love that song. It kind of chokes me up every time I hear it, and I've heard it for years. Because it's the reality that somebody did something. Somebody gave of themselves, and my life was changed because of it. You can all look back and see the people, people's handprints on your life, people who loved and encouraged you. We have to pay attention to what stirs our hearts. Purpose is often found at the intersection of a broken heart, opportunity, and skill. What is God breaking your heart for this year? Because it may just be stepping into an opportunity to love and bless people. The last thing is this. Surround yourself with on-purpose people, people who aren't afraid to give themselves to something bigger than themselves. Surround yourself with on-purpose people. Because here's the reality. Self-centeredness and selflessness are both contagious. You can either be self-centered and self-absorbed, or you can be selfless. And both of those things will have a contagious component to them. The reality is your friends determine the directions and quality of your life. If you want to live on purpose, surround yourself with people who are on purpose. You want to live a meaningless life that's self-absorbed, and you want to sit around and talk about people, and yeah, isn't so-and-so, yada, yada, and man, that guy was just... If that's going to be your reality, then go ahead and invest yourself in that and surround yourself with those kind of people. And you will have a wonderful, wonderful fellowship of misery. 
Because the reality is when we place purpose that's invested in other people, there is no greater gift. There is no greater investment because it lasts far beyond our last breath on this earth. Casting Crowns says, I think it's Casting Crowns, wrote this new song talking about legacy. I, want, I don't want to leave a legacy. I want my legacy to be him. How many of us are trying to accomplish things so, so that at the end of the end of our life or the scroll will be unrolled and oh my gosh, he did this and this and this. No, I want my legacy to be the lives that, that, that I was able to touch, the people that I was able to invest in. I want those people at my funeral not to praise me, but to praise God. Your friends determine the directions and the quality of your life. As we prepare to close and as the worship team comes back, Proverbs 19, verse 21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans that we have, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. You know, as we anticipate what God has in store for us in 2021, will we truly embody the words of one of my favorite songs? I love the, the Hill song, song Hosanna. It's an older song. A lot of you probably know it. But there's a line in it that I love in the bridge. It says, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. Are we those kind of people that say, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am, I want to be used for your kingdom. Because that's what God is calling us to do. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your son, that you saw fit to save us, to save us from lives without meaning or purpose, to save us from a, a place of understanding that we need you. Too often we get wrapped up in the, the, the busyness of the day, the things that we think we need, and we lose sight of the fact that you are accomplishing your perfect will and your perfect plan when we step into obedience. So help us today, God, to step into that place of obedience, to step into that place of saying yes to your purpose for our lives. We understand that we need to live on purpose with purpose. And that as we prioritize other people, you will accomplish your perfect will. And as we stay rooted in the things that you have called us to, that our purpose will be fulfilled unhindered. So God, we ask today that you would help us. As you, as you keep your heads bowed here in the, in the church and if you're on, tuning in online, I'd ask you this question today. Are you desiring in 2021 to step into God's purpose for your life? Are you done with just waking up and kind of existing throughout the day and making it through another day without anything crazy happening? 
Are you like me? You want to wake up ready and excited for a new day. I want to ask you this morning to make a commitment for 2021. I'm not into New Year's resolutions. This just seemed to be kind of a fickle thing. Maybe you're a goal setter. That's great. But I just ask you today as a declaration of your decision to live with purpose 2021, if that's you this morning and you want to step into God's purpose for your life, would you just quickly raise your hand and put it back down? Yeah, there's hands going up all over. Saying, God, I want to live for your purpose for my life. I want to step into what that looks like. Father, I pray for these who made a declaration to say, I want to live for your purpose. I want to live, Lord, for your plan. I want to reach outside of myself to be a blessing to someone else, understanding that those investments will last far beyond my time on this earth. I pray that you give strength and courage to those who are desiring that. And I pray that you'd bless them greatly as they live their lives for your purpose. You know, perhaps this morning you are in that place where you say, I've not really stepped into relationship with Jesus. I don't know what it means to live with purpose. I still find myself in, in that place of saying, what is, this, what is this life for? And whether you're here or tuning in online, I want to give you the opportunity to step into a relationship with Jesus Understanding that as we step outside of ourselves into a place of devotion to God, that he will give us that purpose. That he will enlighten us to understand the gifts and talents that he's given to us. So that's you this morning. He said, you know what, I'm done kind of living a life of, of just selfishness, and I want to live my life as a gift of service to others. And I want to make that declaration to live for Jesus this morning. If that's you this morning, just briefly, nobody looking around, if you just raise your hand and say, I want to make a decision to live for Jesus this morning. If that's you, just quickly. If you'd like to make that decision, we want to say a, just a quick prayer. And it's a confession of our need of a Savior. It's a confession of our understanding that we need Jesus, that we need to be forgiven. It's a simple prayer, but Scripture tells us if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we believe in our heart that Christ died and was raised from the dead, we will be saved. We will have an eternity with him. And we will be able to step into our purpose. So church, can we say this together for those who are making that decision for the first time? Say, Father God, please forgive me. I've sinned and I've made a lot of mistakes. I believe your son, Jesus Christ, came to this earth to show me how to live. And he died and was raised back to life so that I could have relationship with you. I ask you today to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Change the things in me I can't change. I choose to live for you today. In Jesus' name, amen.
I don't know about you, church, but I'm excited for what God has in store for 2021. I, I am grateful that we get this new year, we get this new start, and that we can step into the purpose that God has for our lives. And I, I'll tell you right now, God has got great things in store for you and for me in 2021. I truly believe it. My question is, will you choose to be powered by your purpose? Will you choose to step into that life more abundant and to live as an attitude and a gift of service to others? I encourage you to do it. Be with us tonight for our kickoff of our week of prayer from 6.30 to 7.30. And church, as we step into our purpose this year, every day of every week, every month, this year. Let's continue to be the neighborhood.